Welcome, you're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and truths from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or fitness and fat loss, to just living better and with more energy, or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts, and we're learning more every day. Live better, start now. Hey everyone, you're on air with Ella, and today I'm joined by Mr. Greg Cooper, who is here to talk to us about something I've never even mentioned on the show before, and that is prebiotics. Hey Greg, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Hey Greg, can you tell everybody kind of who you are and what you do? I am the head of business development for Jackson GI Medical. Uh, We have a a brand of prebiotics called Prebiotin, and they were developed by Dr. Frank Jackson, who is a retired gastroenterologist, um, but also the owner of a medical device company. He's been in practice for you know, well over 40 years, uh, Johns Hopkins guy, but he also is the inventor and patent and patented a, a medical device called the Spot that's used in probably every um, hospital in the Western Hemisphere. So he's he's a big a, deal. <laughs> he's a big deal. So. <laughs> Well, I want to talk to you today about prebiotics. So we have talked about probiotics up one side and down the other. You can't turn on a television without hearing about probiotics these days. But Greg, you and I are going to talk about something, as I said, that's new to the show, but still fundamentally related to gut health, the microbiome, et cetera, et cetera, a topic I cannot seem to get enough of. So Greg, could you first level set with us. What are prebiotics? Prebiotics are fiber, fiber that we generally don't eat nowadays, but probably consumed quite a bit of years ago. They're undigestible fibers that uh, pass through the digestive system where they, uh, they feed the healthy bacteria in our gut. Oftentimes, they're called fermentable fibers. And what that really means is they ferment in our colon where they feed the bacteria. That is their use. This has nothing to do with probiotics. Is that correct? Correct. It's often mistaken for probiotics. Probiotics are actual uh, bacteria that we consume. Um, It's flora that we try to populate our digestive system with. Prebiotics are the actual food. Okay. And you said we used to consume them. I imagine you're speaking about sort of generations ago. Why are we consuming fewer prebiotics naturally? Well, in general, Americans probably only consume 10% of the fiber that they need to on a daily basis. We need to consume between 35 and 40 grams of fiber a day. Right now, 10 grams of fiber is on average. Oh, my gosh. With that, well, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, um, prebiotic fibers, again, um, most of the prebiotic fibers that we consume in America come from wheat. And with the uh, wheat intolerance issue going on, we're eating less and less wheat as well. Most of the prebiotic fibers, though, uh, will be found in uh, you know vegetables like onions or garlic or leeks. We can get them in artichokes. You know, it just the list goes on, but they're not foods we generally eat a lot of. Okay. And your prebiotics are called prebiotin. Am I saying that right? Correct. Okay. And you say that that's a full spectrum prebiotic. What does that mean? What that means is it'll ferment throughout the entire colon. Uh, Depending on the types of prebiotic fibers out there, you can recognize inulin or FOS, fructose oligosaccharide. Well, FOS will ferment at a quicker rate. Therefore, it'll feed the colon in the ascending portion. 
Inulin then ferments at a slower rate, and you'll find it fermenting and feeding the bacteria in the descending colon. So if you think of the colon as an upside-down U, you're, gonna, you're going to want to feed the bacteria throughout the entire colon, and that's what our product does. The, the actual name for our fiber is oligofructose-enriched inulin. And the source of it comes from chicory root. Okay, if I have SIBO or if I already have a bacterial imbalance in my gut, this might not actually be the thing for me to try. What's your take on that? It's kind of a misnomer. Um, at the end of the day, think of um, if, you, if you've got an imbalance or a dysbiosis of bacteria in your gut, that means you've got more bad bacteria than good. You don't have the helpful bacteria. You have the bacteria that's going, going to... Uh, possibly harm your system. So when you feed the bacteria, particularly, uh, you know, you provide the food sources for the bacteria, the healthy bacteria will then um, crowd out the bad bacteria. So someone that has SIBO that might have an issue with um, an overabundance of bad bacteria growing, if you get the healthy bacteria populating at a quicker rate, it will take care of the bad. What about people who do better on a low FODMAP diet? Well, again, if someone um, is very sensitive uh, to fermentable fibers and it creates a disruption in their gut, uh, again, a, a low FODMAP diet is probably very important to them. The concern is if you eliminate fermentable fibers, um, you eliminate a food source that is very, it's very important to our diet. It's very important to our longevity. It's important to uh, help us protect against uh, chronic diseases and illness. If we don't have a proper balance of healthy bacteria, a symbiosis of healthy bacteria in our gut, you know, we lose the immune strength that we, that we need as humans. So on a low FODMAP diet, we're not providing the food source for that bacteria. So we have to find ways to reincorporate the fibers or the food sources for the healthy bacteria. You know, our product, again, from chicory root is considered um, uh, in some studies to be actually much easier for someone that has a distressed system or is, you know, is on a FODMAP diet. I think it's also important to note that if someone eliminates certain fibers from their diet, they need to reincorporate them. So we want to get the system to relax, you know, reduce the inflammation, reduce the stress that's throughout the system, and then, then gradually reintroduce those fibers that are important to us. You know who else I think this is important for, Greg, is I think people who are doing more of a ketogenic lifestyle or the high fat or high protein, a lot of times they can lose out on the fiber. And so I would think this would be a welcome supplement to one of those diets. Um, um, when you look at keto, one of the I think one of the problems is that the association with fibrous foods and carbohydrates, the fear that they were eating carbohydrates that would cause you know them not to be able to get into ketosis, so they didn't eat people didn't consume carbohydrates, and so that we better understand this type of diet. And if you if you actually uh, dive into recent studies, they are recommending fibrous foods. Uh, in the diet and, you know, more importantly, prebiotic fiber. So it, it is actually very important, particularly with the types of foods that are consumed on, on a keto diet. You've got to get that fiber in there. Well, let me insert the story of how I came across prebiotics in the first place. Your product magically showed up on my door. It's the best part of hosting a podcast is that sometimes things just magically show up. So thank you for that. Um, sure. <laughs> never tried right. it. And 
Is it just me or was I fuller faster when I started my meal with one of your prebiotics? It's, it comes in like a little, it comes, you can scoop it out just like a protein powder and, and just stir it in your, in your water is how I took it. Or I mixed it with BCAAs or something. And so it wasn't exactly complex, but I, I realized that people probably don't even know what we're talking about. It's not a capsule. It's a powder. It mixed really well. And so I just started drinking it to see if it helped me at all. And I have messed around with gut issues in the past and all the listeners know that. And I, I just really took to it. Like I really liked the product and I went back to my assistant and I was like, can you get them on the show? I need to know what this is. Like I'm taking it and I have no idea what this is. Right. (laughs) Okay. So did it make me fuller or was that my imagination? Well, there's two reasons. And at first I like, we like to say that it mixes, it is clear. You don't even see it. it. Yeah, no, it disappeared. It disappears and it does uh, satiate. It completely satiates. It's one of the early reasons people liked to use prebiotic fibers or these types of fibers because it makes you feel full quickly. But it also, because of the benefits to the gut, because you're feeding that healthy bacteria, the uh, hormones that regulate satiety or uh, that that let you know, hey, I'm hungry or man, I'm full. Those hormones uh, direct connect between our colon and our brain through the vagus nerve. The healthier you get your colon, the the more beneficial fiber in that colon, the better it works. Um, the more efficient your your colon works, therefore, the more efficient uh, your body, the two brains talk. Your number one brain in your head, your number two brain in your gut. Okay, so we've touched on some of the things that prebiotics can help with, and that is improvement in the balance between good and bad bacteria, improvement of just your GI function, I, I should think, because it's a fiber, such as like bulking and regularity and like moving things through the system. Correct. When you can get your gut sorted, your appetite hormones, your ghrelin and like the hormones that tell you you're full, you're satiated or that you're hungry, like they just work so much better. That's been my own experience anyway. Tell me how prebiotics can help with calcium absorption and improvement in bone density. The hormones that regulate uh, the absorption of calcium into our system are found in the colon. And the healthier your colon is, the better your hormones will work and the better then your bones or the calcium will go to the bones where they're supposed to be. And actually, it's not just calcium. We find that because someone that has a bone issue, uh, I mean, that, you know, it's prevalent in an aging population. Uh, but it really uh, lends itself to magnesium and a whole host of other minerals. The way we disperse our minerals, our vitamins, etc., it's all done through the digestive system, primarily in the colon. And the healthier that, that colon is, the healthier the body is. Greg, if somebody wanted to eat their prebiotics, you said that they should consume garlic, they should consume onions. What else would you add to that category? Asparagus. And this is this is interesting because... In the past, people would look at the amount of protein they took in because they're exercising. They want the nitrogen levels up. They really want to build those muscles. Now, if you talk to people that are that are really uh, fit or into CrossFit or these types of things, they're looking at fiber count first because they know that if they want to maximize a protein intake, they want to maximize their muscle and their their uh, endurance, et cetera, they have to have a healthy microbiome. Everything starts from the gut. We all know that. I mean, that goes back to Hippocrates. Uh, You know, all health uh, does begin in the gut. However you get your fiber, consume that fiber, get to 40 grams a day if you can. Uh, You know, we are a fiber-starved America. 
Um, we want to change that. That's the whole goal. And, you know, at the end of the day, even if you ask Dr. Jackson, he'll tell you, we just don't eat enough fiber. That's the sin we tend to repeat time and time again. Yeah. And I will say, and this is totally anecdotal sample pool of one, but I still don't always tolerate garlic and onions very, very well, but I didn't have any problem with the prebiotics. So I thought that was very interesting. Yes, actually, our prebiotic fiber is very um, mildly sweet, but when you mix it into whatever, it could be your coffee, your tea, put it over uh, yogurt in the morning, however you or just mix it in water. It doesn't matter. It, it has a taste, a mild sweet taste or no taste at all. Last question for you, Greg, is there anyone that should not be consuming prebiotics? And I'm going to interject on my own question and say that I'm not encouraging anyone to take anything like you should do your own research. But I just like to share with my listeners what uh, what I'm discovering. And so this I've discovered this, it's working well for me. So I wanted to share it with you guys. But obviously, you need to figure out if something works well for you or not. But that said, Greg, is there any category of people that should not be dabbling in prebiotics? Prebiotics in general should be taken cradle to grave. You know, and I say that simply because when you, there was an interesting book that came out. It's called The Human Microbiome Diet and Health. Um, it's by the Institute of Medicine, and they brought together as much research as they could. This was about eight years ago when this stuff all started. They were able to disclose that they had finally figured out why there was fiber, or more importantly, prebiotic fibers in mother's milk. Breast milk contains a high level of prebiotic fibers. Why? Because the bacteria from the mother passes through to the baby through childbirth. Nature knows that you have to feed that bacteria. So that bacteria is fed through mother's milk originally, which, which then builds that immune system in that child. 70% of our immune cells reside in our gut. We have to keep that healthy. Nature knows this, and that's why we have so much fiber in mother's milk. It fertilizes and feeds the initial starting bacteria for our immune system and for our total body health. So that's, again, from birth throughout our lives. As we age, our bacteria balance changes. It, it evolves through time. So we need to continuously affect it in positive ways. And that's through food consumption. Uh, and that's through uh, powders like prebiotin. We provide prebiotin because it's a simple solution to people that can't eat enough fiber. You can then supplement this fiber easily at any time of the day. Um, there is no reason to have to take it on an empty stomach. It doesn't matter. It passes through the digestive system where it nestles into the colon and ferments and feeds all that bacteria to make you healthy. It's important, though, that we do take this throughout our lives because there is nobody, nobody that walks this earth that should not be eating fiber. If you have a sensitivity, say you're on a FODMAP diet, yes, it's important short term to back away because inflammation is not good. We do need to back away from those things that disrupt our gut, but then gradually find ways to reintroduce those fibers back to, to your system because they are so beneficial to our long-term health. Okay, Greg, thank you so much for Prebiotics 101. <laughs> am, I, am I correct in understanding that Prebiotin, your product, like that is 100% natural? 100% natural, correct. Okay, because of course, you know, I just start taking the stuff and then I ask the questions. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> All right. Hey, Greg, I'm going to actually link 
to the one that I like, your prebiotins. I'm going to link to that so people can check it out. At the end of the day, I just wanted to introduce you to the concept of prebiotics because I don't think we're talking about it enough or, or aware of it enough. So Greg, thank you so much for your expertise. And I understand that you are kind enough to share an offer with my listeners. What is that exactly? We'd like to offer 25% off to anybody that purchases prebiotins. Nice. Okay, sweet. So what I'll do is in the show notes for this episode is I'll put a link to that and you guys can try this out and see if it works for you or your kids or whomever you like. And you get 25% off when you enter some sort of special code, which will be in the post. (laughs) Greg, thank you so much. That's very kind of you. We love to try these things. So that's very kind of you. Greg, thank you so much for your time. This was really illustrative. I appreciate you letting us uh, into your world there for a little bit. Well, thanks for making a good product that made me curious. I appreciate you. All right. Thanks, Greg. Take care, Ella. Okay, everyone. I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, just go to onairwithella.com where I put up links to all of the good stuff that we talked about today and more information about our guests and all the good stuff that you did not need to write down today because I got you covered. Don't forget to join our Facebook page and thanks for those phenomenal reviews in iTunes. Every great review helps and we read every one. Thanks for listening and thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.